Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Starry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Starry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music, including my new track, Dog Park, is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you have an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Starry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by David Bowie. Aging is an extraordinary process where you become the person you always should have been. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Starry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Starry Music Podcast, episode 95. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you this week from my sister's home in Poplar, Wisconsin, on our annual Duluth family vacation. Thanks to niece Emma and nephew Dawson for co-hosting the show this week. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Glad to hear that bartender Luke's Guns N' Roses concert went well and that the band even played the Appetite B-side classic Rocket Queen. Thursday, Brian Johnson and myself jammed at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota. After getting a speeding ticket earlier that day, I thought I'd treat myself to a new stage light, which when plugged in, manager Joe described as fancy. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in Wiper Lake, Minnesota. Had the urge to learn some 1990s R&B pop music during the week and decided to debut the tricky little tune, Every Little Step, by Bobby Brown at Ingredients. When all was said and done, it just may have been song of the evening. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked our brains out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Pequot Lakes Street Dance Pre-Party, P-Fits in a Boot, Cops arresting an intoxicated golf tourist. Just a typical weekend in Breezy. Upcoming shows. Thursday, August 10th, 2017. Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be jamming at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, August 11th, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, August 12th, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be doing our final show for the summer at Petey Pappy's Poop Deck in Stillwater, Minnesota from 3 to 6 p.m. Sunday, August 13th, I'll be playing a solo show at Paradise Landing in beautiful Balsam Lake, Wisconsin from 4 to 7 p.m. Guest this week. 
is part one of three with the frontman slash singer-songwriter of the iconic Twin Cities rock band Flamin' O's, Robert Wilkinson. We discuss hairstyles, Keith Richards, songwriting, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Robert Wilkinson of the Flamin' O's, welcome finally to the Mark Sterry <laughs> Music Podcast. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, man. It took a lot of finagling to get my sorry ass in here, didn't it? It did. Uh, well, schedules being such, you know, life uh, life it gets in the way of us having fun sometimes. So glad to be here, man. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, we are here at Hi-Fi Hair and Records yeah. in downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about, we're in this kind of cool rock star kind of green room of this place. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about where we're at? Sure. Uh, Johnny Clifford, who is an avid uh, rock and roll supporter, man on the scene, uh, great hairstylist, owns Hi-Fi uh, Hair and Records. And uh, we're sitting back here in the hallway where uh, various artists have performed and uh, various events have gone on over the years. Uh we're down here in Loring Park, and Loring Park is where I live and where Hi-Fi Records is and uh, here. And it's an awesome uh, part of the city. Um, Johnny Clifford is, uh, he's, he's, he gets out and about. He's, he's a great rock and roll supporter, uh, knows a lot of people in the community, shows a lot of love and support for everybody. Um, so yeah, he's got this going on down here. He's had it going on for a lot of years. And we always drop in every now and again for events. And, uh, you know, I told him one of these days I might show up and just busk over in the, uh, in, <laughs> over in the uh, salon there. Just say, come down for a half hour and uh, do about 10 songs uh, with me and my acoustic guitar. And he says, I'm welcome anytime. So we'll see how that turns out uh, maybe one of these days. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, so I've been binging on... Flaming O's and Robert Wilkins and stuff for the last number of days prepping for this interview. So speaking of hair, there's a lot of Flaming O's footage on YouTube yeah. and a lot of online stuff. Yeah. You've gone through a variety of hair. You're kind of known yes. for your different hairstyles. Well, <laughs> so this is really cool that you chose this place. I thought it was just perfect to have this interview. <laughs> yeah. So like in the early days, it was kind of the straight mod thing-ish a little bit. Then during your Paint the Sky record. Yeah, that was much, gladness, much later. And that was the kind of more hairspray, bigger hair era. What What happened with that was, yeah, it's great. Yeah, the 80s were really, really not kind to us. Fashion, fashion wise and hair wise. Um, in the early years, yeah, it was more just kind of, uh, kind of modish, uh, kind of, uh, I liked, uh, kind of the modish mop, uh, you know, uneven cut, kind of raggedy looking, uh, gypsy rock and roll hairstyle. And then, uh, the 80s came along, and, uh, as the band The Flaming O's evolved, we eventually, became just the O's um, as we had uh, evolved into, uh, uh, you know, started playing with different members, Gary Snow on bass, Terry Bratz on guitar, uh, Bob Mead was still with us, and then uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph had left, and, uh, well, I think he was on Paint the Sky and Desire, uh, but then uh, after those, out, it was me, Joseph, uh, Bob Mead, Terry Bratz, and uh, Gary Snow. And me and, and uh, I think right around that time, Prince was on the scene. Maybe I'm just like my father, too bold. Maybe I just 
and had the big hair with, uh, he had like one side of his hair kind of close and shaved, but the other side was all foofed up into this big pompadourish kind of ratted out thing. So me and Terry Bratz started doing this, and we used to use like, and it just like, we, it started, and the, it, then it took off kind of like, it became like this extreme exercise in how high can we get the hair? How, you know, back in the 80s, everybody, there was this, at one point there was this one style where everybody had this high hair. It might have been shaved on one side and then like all gobbed over to the other side, you know? So we got into it, we got to the point where it was like this, this extreme exercise. Let's just see how high we can get it and how much hairspray we can use and rat it out and stuff. And we made a video, uh, a Channel 2 video, and we did like a half hour of, of songs from uh, Paint the Sky and Desire. And, um, is that the one that comes across as just the O's? When yes. Just the O's. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We dropped flaming because the lineup had changed. We kind of we didn't want to change the name entirely, but we thought, how can we change the name to kind of still kind of be the O's with, with this new lineup? You know. Yeah. Because um, we had evolved and we changed with the new lineup, but we didn't want to drop flaming o's completely so we just dropped the flaming and just okay. were known as the o's and we made the uh the desire album and paint the sky uh under that name um and that like i said that was the five of us me bob uh joseph and terry and gary snow but uh yeah we had high hair there for a while it's awesomely ridiculously looking I, i've kind of gone back to my more authentic uh mop top raggedy ass uh looking rock and roll Song keith, rock keith and richards roll. here which uh i much prefer thank you very much uh, looks <laughs> very good we'll uh, take our soundcloud photos of us together <laughs> yes. for every episode so people get to see yes. do you get your haircut here um i i do have a <laughs> nope i do have a stylist that i've been going to and really? she cuts it the way I like it, you know, cutting your hair to look rock and roll is a very uh, 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 it's a challenging thing to do. I could do it myself because I don't want it to look professional. I want it to look like I want it to look like you know uh, that raggedy, moppish, modish Keith Richards, gypsy, bohemian, yeah, you know, bedhead. Uh, and even though I know John and, and his crew would do a great job, I've been using a stylist down at Madison and Company uh, for a while. Uh, Katrina Laws is her name. I'll throw out a plug for her. Cool. She's awesome. And, uh, yeah, she does, I just say, I go in there and I just say, fuck it up. And she fucks it up. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and she fucks it up to my, uh, the way I like it. And uh, she's awesome. She's, she's a rock and roll uh, girl herself, uh, so she's out. She's out supporting a lot of music too. So oh, that's awesome. So Robert Wilkinson, true Minneapolis outlaw, rock and roll legend. Here's how much of an outlaw you are, Robert. <laughs> uh oh. Driving here yes. to meet you. Yes. At Hi-Fi Hair. Yeah. I just moved over by Como Lake. Sure. And I got in my car and I'm driving here. And I was like, well, I had the, I was listening to some other podcasts. I'm like, I'm gonna rock out to more O's on the yeah, way. Give nice. me pump for the, give me pump for the interview. 
And so I put on the uh, um, uh, Long Live the King. I love the oh. song Gasoline with yeah. that, that chick singer on there and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was just coming over the hill, all of a sudden, cherries. I got pulled over, got a speeding ticket coming here. Uh -oh. The second I had, and I had it blasted. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm like, wow, I don't know if I want to tangle with this guy. <laughs> I, the yeah, that's... The car oh, the police. Dude, sorry to hear that. Uh, well, uh, I, I I guess it was okay in, in in regards to... Well, at least you were listening to Flame and O's, and that is an awesome song. That's a great album. I'm very, very proud of that album. Um, that particular song... Uh, um, that's when, you know, I love Keith Richards and he's, he's one of my main influences as far as playing guitar. And that song is uh, uh, definitely my tip of the hat to him. It's a riffy, uh, kind of slow burn, kind of, I'm using a lot of riffage and the chords and, you know, just kind of doing that, getting in that groove, you know. When you listen to a lot of Keith Richards solo stuff, him and Steve Jordan, who plays drums with him, um, you know, they just get in these fantastic grooves. And Keith is like working on this these great guitar chords, kind of riffage stuff, you know. Uh, and uh, Steve Jordan is laying down this beat, and it's just a really nice mid-tempo groove. It's kind of down and dirty, and it's kind of a slow burn, and it's sexy. And, yeah. and, and that's what I wanted to do with Gasoline. I wanted to have it be just kind of this really cool riffage with a really good groove and uh, just a really nice feel, kind of down and dirty and sexy, you know? It and, is. Uh, I hope like that, that, that I got there. I hope I got there a little bit, but uh, I'm very proud of the way it turned out. Uh, and, of course, you mentioned the girl singing on it, Liz Cummings, who unfortunately uh, passed away a few years, a couple years ago. Um, she was with the, played, performed with the Flaminos for a while, and we used to do a version of Gimme Shelter. And she did that Mary Clayton part in the middle and would just give people goosebumps and chills up the spine when she did that. She was an awesome, powerful uh, talent. She was a beautiful person uh, with a kind, kind heart. But she had, boy, could that girl sing. And so we were, we were fortunate and grateful and lucky enough to have her on some of the cuts on, uh, on that album. Uh, but she's she does the part now, and now uh, when we do it, Jenny Case, uh, Jenny Case, who now plays bass with the Flaminos, uh, yeah, she takes over those duties too and stuff. But uh, Liz Cummings was an awesome talent, and uh, unfortunately, she passed on a couple of years ago. So. Oof. Yeah, but a, uh, thanks for mentioning that song and letting me talk a little bit about it. I don't get to talk too much about my songs, uh, and if I do, I start boring people and stuff like that. But not in any case, but in any case, uh, it's it's fun to talk about songs and you know, kind of.
kind of where they come from and stuff. But Gasoline is a total Keith Richards-inspired guitar refuge kind of uh, groove uh, that that I love that he does, which I attempted to try and get on. Uh, it, and it's turned out to be a really cool live song. When we do it now, we we it's kind of expanded into a, a piece where uh, in the middle, Jenny Case, we let Jenny Case do a little bass solo, and she's she's incredible. And her bass solos are just, uh, people are just, yeah, they're in awe of her, uh, as they should be, because she's an incredible bass player. But Gasoline, we stretch it out a bit and give her some room to move, and it really, really cooks, really burns. That's a, I mean, super, I like the lyrics, that it's real sexy and sultry, yeah. whatever, yeah. but you cover your bases, you make sure the girl's over 21, right? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, we're not, we're, not in, we're not endorsing any, <laughs> any uh, unsavory behavior unless you're of age. Thank you. <laughs> Binging on a lot of your records, um, this is kind of similar when I had Adam Levy on too. It was like, so I take like I take, I knew a variety of your stuff. I've had your early stuff on my on my phone forever. Right. Uh, I got to tell you, I played it for all my summer school kids, and I taught summer school for a month. Awesome. Um, I'll tell you about that, some of the songs they liked. Um, but going through all your different stuff, I really enjoyed the modern stuff. Like that, I think my favorite overall record was 2005's "Long Live the King." That particular album. Uh, um, was um, I'm also uh, very proud of that album, and I think it's a really, really solid album. Um, I'm not proud of everything that we've done in the you know over the years, but that particular album I'm really, really proud of. Um, it was uh, uh, me, uh, Jody Ray, uh, Bobby Mead, and Bob Burns, the four of us, and it was produced by Rich Matson, who is a great. Uh, singer-songwriter, talented artist in himself. Um, and he produced that. We did it over in his garage when he was living over northeast uh, uh, before he moved up to the Iron Range. Now, um, the last year of the Minnesota Music Awards, that album won Best Local Album. Did it really? Yeah, that was the last year they had the MMAs. And we... We were asked to perform at the MMAs, the Minnesota Music Awards. It was last year they were they were happening, and we were up on stage getting ready to perform. And they, they we didn't know, I mean, we had no idea we would win, and we won. And so we were up there getting ready to perform, and they announced that we were the winners. So we so we had our guitars strapped on, and we're saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, that the songs on that um, that album I really really love a lot. Um, there's, the first song I can tell. I can tell. The one I was thinking of. No, yeah. That's a song we've performed live over the years, but um, we haven't done it for a while now. But it's a fun song to perform. It's, it's you know, um, I can't really tell you any deep insights about the song. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a song that, uh, you know, I wrote. Um, um, I think there's some elements of the who in there. I think there's some, you know, uh, my, I wear my musical influences pretty well on my sleeve. Yeah. And I think that... Um, that um, 
you know, uh, you can pick out bits and pieces of, of groups that I like, you know, in my own songs and writing and stuff. But I like that song. We pull it out, we pull it out live every now and again. Uh, but there's, and Long Live the King, we play live pretty much all the time. Great song to play live. Uh, uh, that whole album, once again, I'm very proud of and uh, very, I like, I like it a lot. Everybody did a great job on that stuff. What's the song you did on Showcase Minnesota off that record? It's the third track. I can't seem to find it here off that record. Do you have some of the lyrics? I can't remember what the... Let's uh, take a look. I don't mean to be rude. No, not at all. Stuff. I can't remember what they are either. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't sit and listen to my own stuff. And I don't, I, I don't listen to my I, own Once the album's done, it's, it's done. And I, I, I'll go back to it maybe a couple years later and look at it and stuff. But I can't tell you the track listing off the top of my head. Yeah, here's the song uh, I, I saw you guys before a lot. Oh, Big Love. Oh, Big that's, Love. Yeah. Big Love, Duh. that's that's really uh, a special song. Where the songs come from, I can't really say. I, you know, I'm, they usually start with me sitting on my couch with an acoustic guitar, and I might be watching TV or something, and I'm just be riffing around and you know throwing some chords together. But that song happened, um, and it happened rather quickly, uh, as some songs do. They just kind of happen instinctually and, and instinctively and in, uh, intuitively. Um, but that song live is so really powerful and there's some people i mean we do it every time we play live but it's it's the lyrics are pretty self-explanatory and you know i just uh i got a big love i have a lot of love in my heart for my for life and my bandmates and just being grateful to be able to play music and and all this stuff so it's it's kind of like a love letter you know uh i got a big love I got a big la 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 love, you know, and um, it's just basically me expressing that, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, a great song, uh, uh, very powerful live, and great, great fun to play. What song did you play at the Minnesota Music Awards when you won that award um, off that record? Probably that song for sure. Big Love? Uh, I'm sure, but I don't remember. It was like maybe a three or four songs set. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so I'm sure probably that song, as we had just done that record, probably, we probably did, I remember Romance, we probably did Big Love, we probably did, we may, may have did Stop. Romance and okay, Stop are yeah. kind of, at this point, our two most well-known songs uh, and have a strong history with the band. But uh, because we've done that album, I'd be willing to bet we probably did Big Love, I remember Romance, maybe Stop and maybe something else, I, which I don't remember right offhand. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, great record. Thank you very much. Um, so for this this episode, uh, we're kind of winding a little bit, but I do want to talk about your latest record from 2015, yeah. uh, Here and Now. Here and Now. And specifically, the song Here and Now. Yeah.
super poppy, catchy chorus. That's what we go for. Am I talking about that 2015 EP here yeah, now, especially a, the song? Yeah, it's an awesome EP, um, and it really highlights the lineup of the band now. The lineup of the band right now is just incredible. It's um, Bobby Mead passed in 2010, so um, thinking about a drummer, we were trying to think of who can we get it, you know, who can I play with and stuff, because uh, I know Bobby would want want me to continue and find somebody, you know. Um, who was as rock and roll as him. And um, Sean Souter, we, uh, I thought, me and Terry Isaacson had thought of Sean Souter. We'd been, seen him before. So right now, Sean Souter's playing drums, and he's been playing since, uh, since about, uh, yeah, since I've uh, been playing for uh, about seven years now. So the lineup of the band is me, Bob Burns, who I've been with for about over 30 years uh, on keyboards, Sean Souter on drums, Jenny Case on bass, and Terry Isaacson on guitar. And that's the lineup on Here and Now, the EP. We recorded the EP at Bob Burns' uh, studio. Um, and by, over the years, Bob Burns uh, built the studio in the basement of his house. And we recorded it there. And it turned out really great. Bob wanted to give a uh, hand at producing it. And of course, we said, sure, let's, let's do it. And you know, we all chip in a little bit on, on the production of it and stuff. And everybody's got their two cents worth. But uh, he, Bob Burns did a great job on the production. Um, the song here and now is, um, refers to, uh, and thanks for mentioning the choruses because choruses are near and dear to my heart in songwriting. I mean, um, I've always appreciated a strong, powerful choruses in songs, and not all songs call for that, but that particular one, um, I think, works in the sense that all the parts came together and as a whole. Uh, it's a really cool song. It's a short song. I wanted it to be short. I wanted it to be kind of punkish and melodic. It's punkish in the sense that it's fast and it's kind of raggedy guitars, but it's melodic in the in the in the fact that there's um, you know a strong chorus, a melodic chorus, and stuff like that. And I'm I'm really proud of the words. And uh, I mean I can't probably quote you any let's see unless I had a guitar in front of me and stuff. But um, I posted the lyrics to the EP online on Facebook yep. uh, and the lyrics are somewhere on in my Facebook uh, timeline you know buried if anybody cares to go look at them but the, the lyrics I'm really proud of lyric writing lyrics are really challenging and I'm really picky about them and some songs can be just some really kind of oddball fun rock and roll lyrics that don't make sense and then there are lyrics that I like that are kind of Cut and paste, William Burroughs like, uh, um, you know, just kind of fragments of thoughts and images and stuff. And when I'm writing the songs, like here and now, I'm not quite sure what, if there's anything I'm trying to say, but the lines are coming to me and I'm writing them down, and some will work and some won't. And then after I get a lot of like, lines, lyrics, I'll go through them, and, and as I'm playing the guitar, I'll pick what works, you know, and what sounds good. It's all got to fit together in my mind, and um, so essentially, those lyrics, um, which I'm very, very proud of, um, um, they came together, and, you know, it became what it is, and, you know, uh, upon reflection and looking at it and stuff like that, uh, it's really cool. I really like it a lot. Speaking of uh, William Burroughs, 
Well, people sometimes ask me if I have any words of advice for young people. And here are a few simple admonitions. Beware of whores who say they don't want money. Do you do that beat approach, like first thought, best thought, kind of how you're reacting to yes. the, the guitar and then sift through it? Yes. Yes. I think when you're writing, um, not, not, it doesn't always work, but I, I go with, you know, I go with how something will sound and maybe what, what images it kind of concocts. Um, rather than if it makes sense or not. And I don't know if that makes sense, what I just said. But um, I, there are other artists I admire a lot um, who do that kind of thing. It's called a cut-and-paste style. It's kind of like his Burroughs' writing, um, where it's not really... It's kind of hard to explain, really, unless, you know, if you're looking at it. I think a really good example of that style from another artist is David Bowie, who I, I love a lot. I'm in your way, I'll steal every moment. If this trade is a curse, then I'll bless you and turn to And a great example of that kind of writing, I mean, there's examples he's got all over the place, but um, is, he's got his album Diamond Dogs, and there's a great song on there. It's kind of like a mini medley. It's a song called Candidate, Sweet Thing, Candidate, Reprise. And it's, his, it's like probably my favorite Bowie song lyrically, uh, um, at least this week anyway. But it, it, really, um, it really displays that kind of cut-and-paste William Burroughs type of lyric writing and stuff. And I'm, I'm very comfortable going with the intuitive first thought, you know, first whatever comes to mind as I'm writing, you know, as I'm playing the guitar and stuff. And if I'm in the moment, if I'm in the groove, if I'm in, in that place, that zone, um, you know, it, it'll work. And, but there might be times when I have to sift through stuff and, and pick things and... It won't always make sense, but sometimes, you know, at the time I'm doing it, it may not make sense, and I don't care if it does, but I'll go back, maybe after recording it or something, listen to it, and over time, things start to kind of, kind of like, uh, um, um, they kind of um, uh, connect ideas in my, in my head as I'm listening back to it, where well, this kind of, like, is this about vampires? Ah. Is this, in the song Here and Now, some of the lyrics you could, I almost thought, as I went back and listened to it and stuff, I, I thought, it sounds like I'm writing about a vampire or, you know, something like that. Um, so, you know, it's kind of weird how that happens, but I'm a big fan of that style of writing, and um, a lot of my songs are just kind of whatever comes off the top of the head while I'm writing. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, it's very, writing's very instinctive to me. It's very intuitive and uh, I don't think a whole lot about it. You know, it's more like, it's more what feels and sounds 
good and what kind of images it might conjure up and stuff. And then you can put it all together and figure out what the fuck it means. <laughs> I think with that, we'll wrap up episode one with Mr. Robert Wilkinson of the Flamin' O's. You mind sticking around for another episode or two? We're here. I got yeah, we, let's do it, you. man. Let's do it. All right. So I always do a story behind the song segment. We talked about gasoline. Uh, thank you, Robert Wilkinson, for being on the Mark State Music Podcast. Yeah, man. Please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. I got